1: Odyssey of Truth, seven oh eight Monday morning, hour two, I'm back. I am back after a short little vacation. I may have to go down to Florida Thursday and Friday this week. I would do the show from there. There's an opportunity, I have to wait and see, I'll find out later on today. But regardless, I'm back in the studios here in New York today. And I did miss uh, the audience a lot. The audience was so nice to me. Once again, Instagram, follow me today, at Rosenberg.Sydney, at Rosenberg.Sydney. Facebook, Sid Rosenberg, just beautiful messages, really nice over the top. But um, I did miss uh, you, Lewis, and uh, Justin. He's not here today. Matt's doing a good job in his stead, Noam. And I miss Curtis, you know, and Joe Nolan, too, because we're really a a six-man team. If you think about it, it's me, Lou, Justin, Noam, Joe Nolan, And Curtis, Curtis is on this show every day, and I know Curtis was there with John and Andrew. Again, they did a terrific job on Thursday and Friday, but Curtis uh, means a lot to me on this show. And he means a lot to me because he cares. I know some of his shtick wears on you guys, and you get angry with him, and sometimes he gets a bit rough. If you get in his crosshairs, he gets a bit rough. That's because he cares. That's because he cares. I I can't identify a politician in this city, and I mean this, who cares more about this city and this state, and mind you, knows more about this city and this state than Curtis. I'm sorry. Hanging out at Casa Cipriani, hanging out at Club Bond Zero, hanging out at Double Z, that doesn't make you a leader of this city. Taking the train down to Livonia Street on a Tuesday night at midnight, that makes you a leader in this city. And that's what Curtis Sliwa does. You can make fun of his berets and his jackets and all that nonsense all you want. But you wimps, you pussies, you're at home and this guy's on the subway battling dangerous people and crime almost every day. That's why he's on this show every day and he's also great. So I did uh, miss you when I was away, but... I heard you did uh,
2: okay. In, uh, well, no, was no, in a, it was, just uh, we okay. couldn't touch your stuff. <laughs> we couldn't. <laughs> it took three of us, we party. and we still couldn't touch your stuff. But you said making fun of my beret, right? Yeah. Well, that's what people do. You're looking at the guy who just had a lobotomy, right? <laughs> no, i Look at the Instagram feed from WABC while you were away. He took my beret, he did an Instagram with my freaking beret on. Oh, that's funny. Making fun of me. I wish I saw that. Well, he has a
1: nasty, uh, he had some type of, thank God it wasn't cancer. He had
2: me, let's be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I, I do get that quite a bit. I get this all the time. I go, is Curtis going to take it seriously? I'm like, just stop. First of all, last time you ran, and I watched all your debates, but you won handily. Yes. You wore a nice suit. You wore a nice tie. Yes. You wore the beret. Who cares? Are you, are you going to not vote for a, a, a uh, uh, let's say, an orthodox Jew if he runs for something because he wears a hat? Good, good point.
2: A kippah. There you go. Think of this as the world's biggest kippah. The world's biggest one. That's right. That's what I tell my sons. They say, Dad, are you ever going to wear a yarmulke? <laughs> I said, I wear a yarmulke every day. It's called well, the My beret. Day. And so, by the way, in Israel. You walk around with a red beret. Immediately they said to me every time I was there, "Are you one of our paratroopers? Yes. Yes. The most vaunted of the many who are serving there in the IDF." You walk around with a red beret, and they said, "Can we take you somewhere? Yeah. Can we buy you a meal? <laughs> Can we carry you on a no, ladder?"
1: You look like one of their, uh, yeah, one of their go-to guys. So one of the the only thing that I actually looked at when I was away those four days, yes. when it came to news in New York, was Santos. Because, admittedly, I spoke at a very short conversation via text with George Santos on Friday, okay? And uh, he didn't tell me that he was about to drop bombs. I mean, he did to the rest of the Republicans what Israel is doing to Hamas overnight in Gaza. Nick Lolita, Nicole Maliotakis. Mike Waller even said Lolita has told people privately he's voting for Biden, not Donald Trump. He was dropping bombs all over X. Did you see all
2: that? Yes, I did, and I was with all those people you mentioned yesterday at the Empire <laughs> Steakhouse. By the way, I love the New York State GOP. I'm standing there, red sateen jacket, red beret. They bring in the Speaker of the House. I'm sitting right next to him.
1: Oh, Johnson was there. Yeah, yeah. in fact the Esposito invited me for dinner, me, him, and Johnson, but I was away.
2: Right, so I'm sitting right there. He comes up to me. Oh, I've oh I've always marveled at your work here at the Guardian Angels. Awesome. Do you know the New York State GOP recognized everybody in the room, including the waiters, the waitresses, the maintenance guys. <laughs> I'm doing jumping jacks. Here I am, the guy who ran nothing, for mayor. Nothing. Nothing. You
1: know, I'm curious because I know Nick Langworthy at one point had that position that he stabbed us in the back. I know he beat Paladino, but to me, I think Nick really, really tested his loyalty to the party when he decided to just
2: kind of bow out of that. Who's in charge now? That's uh, Mr. Cox. Oh. Well, apparently he didn't see me in the room. We need a, a, an eye test. Maybe we should have him go to the Department of Motor Vehicles and check the eye test. But he's not the
0: only one. Got your happy price,
1: They price oh, oh, Wait, wait a second, but haven't you sat? I remember a couple of times over the summer where you were meeting me at rallies, which you put together, yes. great rallies yes. in Brooklyn, and you were late because you sat in studio at 5 p.m.
2: with John Katimatidis. That is correct. And the upper mentioned Ed Cox was sitting right next to That's you. That's right, and he shakes my hand. Oh, you're doing a great <laughs> job. But you know you know what they take umbrage to is when I do these rallies and we draw hundreds and thousands, as you know, Sid, you've co-hosted these rallies, I don't let the politicians speak. They say, but I'm a Republican. I say, I don't care. I don't want you to chase the audience away. You guys are rally killers. Well,
1: in all fairness to you, because you're right, uh, you're, uh, your creed is no politicians because they really want to hear from you. Forget about me. You're the star. But But just to make some of those guys somewhat happy. In all those rallies we did, Tom Sullivan, Republican out of Queens, spoke. uh,
2: uh, In wartime and in peacetime, the Sullivan brothers, they're always there.
1: Paul King, who ran against Gregory Meeks, my good friend in uh, Bell Harbor, he spoke. He's always there. So you did have people speak. Yes. Not a lot, not for a, a long period of time.
2: But you were kind enough to allow people like Sullivan and King Sid to speak. You know us in talk radio. We don't let anybody speak. We, we hog the <laughs> microphone. You know, we're pigs. We're hot. right. Yeah. But anyway, I want to mention to you that after uh, the Empire Steakhouse, there was a group of young Republicans there who had worked with George Santos. Uh, and they're sitting with Andrew Giuliani, and they invite me over. I'm grandpa to them because, you know, they're all millennials. they Generation <laughs> Z. They all knew George Santos. They told me stories... And nobody knows. I'm, I'm going to give you a few of these tidbits. Are they bad stories? Oh, my God. It shows you how. Move over Leonardo DiCaprio and Spielberg with the movie they made about the biggest grifter and biggest fake in the world. Remember the guy who pretended to be an airline yes. pilot and a yes. doctor and a lawyer and a prosecutor? That was a, a great movie. Move up. Martin Sheen was in that crazy man, Christopher Walken. Yes, he did kill Natalie Wood. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Anyway, it was a great movie. This one is HBO already has the rights and i have to do a zoom call with them on tuesday because they want to know more about george santos not everything that's been in the papers and i'm gonna do you a solid i'm gonna say you must have sid rosenberg in the movie because he's the one who elicited from george santos that George was an NCAA champion volleyball (laughs) player who had knee surgery on both knees while he was spiking the ball at the net at the very school that our own Sid (laughs) Rosenberg went to. Baruch, do I have permission? Uh, You absolutely do. Because Good Morning America cut you out of that, remember? They cut me out. Not just Good Morning America,
1: so did the Today Show, but ended up getting almost 6 million tweets. Yes. 6 million. far and away, my my biggest success was the George Santos live. He
2: felt comfortable with you. Yes. And because he felt you were fellow Baruch (laughs) alumni with J-Lo. That's right, Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) It would have been the three of you. So anyway, yesterday, I'm listening to these young Republicans, and I'm going to tell them on the Zoom conference. The one fundraiser, I won't name them, uh, she says, all of a sudden, we have a bunch of donors on the line. And they're asking some pretty rough questions of George Santos. And he goes, oh, my God. He's looking at his phone. He goes Oh my brain cancer has returned. Oh my god. No, he, he, stop yes, it. Yes, stop he, it. He breaks down. He has an emotional breakdown. And she says, these are some of the hardest core Republican donors, where if you were on fire in the middle of the street, they wouldn't urinate on you to put out the flames. And they're all like, oh, my God, George. And they start writing checks like oh. this. no so tomorrow he goes, this is the second time it's come back. Oh, God. What a grift. Then <laughs> some of these young Republicans said to me, yeah, we first met George. He was telling us he was a Roman Catholic from Brazil. Roman Catholic. He was doing the sign of the cross the right way. Then all of a sudden, he does this pivot and shift. And every time we hear him speak, he's saying he's Jewish. And then we we call him and say, wait, wait, come on, George, you told us you were Catholic. You know, that's very important because when we go fundraising, we try to target the group. He said, and then the pivot and shift with his, well, my grandparents, they escaped the Holocaust. <laughs> they, they moved to Brazil yeah. and they converted to the Roman Catholic faith. So that makes me, what was that term he used? Jewish or something (laughs) like that. And they all bought it lock, stock, and barrel. And then some of the donors were saying, wait a second, where did you get all your money from? Because remember, he was throwing around money like he owned the world. He said, I'm buying a $5 million mansion on the ocean. And they're like, Oh. And he sends them videos as if it was Bob Villa and the American Home Improvement Group that was redoing the kitchen. It was people, other people's videos. And he keeps updating them. Oh, God, I can't wait to have a party and invite you over. Look at the ocean. Look at, look at the deck. Look at that. And they go, wow, this guy's got money. Meantime, he had no money. So his staff, you know, they'd say, George, why don't you Uber me home? You know, it's late at night. You got another fundraising meeting. No. I'm going to make sure that you get home. And the reason the young Republicans told me is he had no money no to money. Uber. So yeah. he drove them home. Oh, my God. And the only people he would pay on time were the fundraisers. Right, of course. because he, And the fundraisers were always used to getting it like three months later. Yeah, yeah, the check is in the mail. That he, Oh, George was great. He would pay us right on time. And then a donor called up who got scammed, right? And he wants his money back. And George goes, okay, I'll go public with it. And he goes, no, no, I don't want people to think I'm a schmuck, I'm stupid, I'm intellectually stupid. That's a good word for uh, Michael Goodwin. He's intellectually stupid. (laughs) That's what my father used to say a high school dropout who was a merchant seaman for 54 years. He'd say, Curtis, you see these men, Uh, they consider themselves, you know, uh, intellectually elite. They're intellectually stupid, right? So, I.S., intellectually stupid. I like that. So, this guy got over on everybody. I need your permission. Tomorrow when I'm on the Zoom conference call with HBO as they try to get more details. It's going to be a huge series. A huge series. I'm going to say the only one that he has ever let his hair down to. I don't know if it was in the shower. I don't know if it was in the bedroom. But I know it was on the radio. Sid Rosenberg got him to say he was an NCAA champion volleyball player who used to spike it the net. And okay. as a result, had to have two knee surgeries. Not one, but Two. You remember that?
1: It's all true. He actually uh, came back afterwards and said, well, I was on the team. That's uh, the last time he was on with me. But he did feel very comfortable. He wasn't and, even in the school. I know. But here's what's great about all of that. This is all very, very entertaining. Great job out of you, as always, Curtis. With all that said, you ready for this? Yes. I'm going to knock your socks off. Getting rid of him was a huge mistake. Oh, oh wait!
2: Huge mistake. Wait, wait, wait! Huge mistake. Oh, wait! The, the dramatic moment yesterday with all these New York State GOP. This woman gets up right next to John Gadsomatas. She goes, "I and John feel the same way about this. Why now? Are you gonna? Are you gonna raise? Are all you Congress people gonna give your money? Thank you. to whoever becomes the Republican candidate against Tom Swazey. Look, I will admit. Get this, George Santos raped me." But now you've aborted the process in the House of Representatives by eliminating one Republican that we desperately need. Thank you. That's and, my point. And Who, to not just a Republican, he voted with America. Yes. Sir. And he voted with
1: Israel every single time. So you know what? He did what just about every politician does. Sorry, anti Desposito. he's about to join me in about 15 way, minutes going to be
2: part of the, that's going to be part of the HBO <laughs> series. This woman <laughs> Uh, I mean, it was true. He raped me. That is funny. He but raped me, and fine. then you performed an abortion yes. on him. With, with
1: like, like three-hanger abortion, uh, we need him. And I still think it was a major mistake. I mean, I look at people like uh, Rashida Talib. I look at people like Omar. I look at people, these are really dangerous, sick people. Those people need to go before George Santos. He took a couple of bucks. Big, effing deal. He voted as a Republican, as an American, as a Jew. And now we do lose that seat to Tom Swasey. What a huge mistake this now, turns now, out now, to
2: now, be. Now, if you give me permission to take what you just said and yeah. use that tomorrow, because yes. you won't just be in one. You'll probably be in a number <laughs> of the episodes of this series. Yeah. Sid, in yeah, fact, you know, the reason. The, fact, I'm going to say the,
1: this. I'm going to say this right now.
2: Yes. I always introduce Peter King by saying this.
1: In my lifetime, if God is good to me, I'll be 57 in April. The two best politicians here in New York by a mile. Number one, Woody Giuliani. Number two, Peter King. You could add this too tomorrow. Number three, George
2: Santos. Oh, I, I hey, please, wrong way, Lou Rafino. Give me both those cuts. I got big meeting with the HBO guys doing research. You will uh, you will be side by side. And by the way, this is beneficial because once you go to Hollywood and they take your handprints in the in the walk of fame there on Hollywood Boulevard, yes. then I get to do more of the morning show. <laughs> you see, Sid, this is mutually beneficial. Yes. This is great. Oh my god. And I
1: would even recommend on my way out to give the morning show to Curtis oh, Lee. How about that? Oh my God. Oh, this yes. is better than a wet
2: dream. <laughs> This is better than sex. Oh, my God. I don't need Viagra, Cialis, Levitra. Oh, God. God that's funny. But no, one no. more thing I want yeah, to get good. to
1: with you is on a serious note. That was great stuff. Great stuff. On a serious note, I was away for four days. And, again, I didn't see any of the nasty stuff that I see in this city every day. And like I said earlier, if you're hanging out at Casa Cipriani, which I loved a couple nights ago, Cantuitz, Coron, Kemper. Big Mark, Idala was a beautiful time. If you're hanging out places like that every night, don't get me wrong, New York City is pretty posh. But if you're like every other New Yorker, the 99% living in this city, it's a dump. Not eating at the best restaurants on the Upper East Side or going to Club ZZ. It is a dump. And when you go someplace else, Curtis,
2: as you've done, just like me, it becomes even more. Evident. Is that not true? Absolutely. I'll tell you how I spent my time, not with the jet setters, the trendoids, the freakazoids. Uh, well, I spent time with the New York State GOP. They once again did not recognize me in the room. Hey, here I am, guys, the guy who ran for Mayo. Who's that guy there with the red beret and the red sateen jacket? Meantime, the Speaker of the House Johnson. Oh, I love your work, Curtis. You're, you're amazing. I've been following your career. This is where I spent my time, Sid. And we got to really focus on this. The firefighters need us, right? Out there where you live, Bell Harbor, the Ponce, Rockaway Beach, Breezy Point, the Canarsie Kid. Remember when you went to the wake in the funeral? I was there, right? My God, they're removing the fifth firefighter from 20 engine companies in New York City, cutting the staffing by 20%. I saw that. Yeah, but have they blown that news up? No. Not at all. you realize that jeopardizes all of us, especially in the winter when fires are frequent? You know how these houses are wired. You know what it's like out in Far Rock Not just the there. houses,
1: but then they bring in, and, and uh, Daniel Nigel, he's talking about this me all the time, they bring in these heaters.
2: And these heaters are dangerous as
1: hell. They're and not to a to those by batteries, anybody.
2: Those batteries for their, right. their e-bikes and their motorized bikes, they're removing the fifth firefighter from 20 engine companies in New York City, cutting the staffing of the FDNY by 20%. I've been with the firefighters going from engine company to engine company in honor of my great friend, one of the original guardian angels who saved my life, Eddie Brown, who just retired as the treasurer of the UFA toughest white guy in america this guy pulls a gun out on me a canal in bourbon street a revolver he puts it to my head i didn't see it as i was talking to a crowd and eddie brown comes out of nowhere in his guardian angel gear he throws an axe kick he knocks the guy out they drag him away the new orleans cops that night we're walking around recruiting guardian angels and Eddie goes curtis look who's back It's the guy, the psycho guy who tried to kill me. He's got one of those medical tabs around his wrist, just like here in New York City with all the emotionally disturbed. He walks right by us like he never saw me in his life. I would not be here today if Eddie Brown didn't throw that axe kick and take that emotionally disturbed guy out. In honor of all the firefighters, we can't say, Oh, you guys, you're the bravest. No, 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 no. We got to fight to get that fifth firefighter from the 20 engine companies in New York City back working in the house because they save our lives and they put their own lives on the line every day. That's why you're not going to see me in Cipriani's, Club Zero Bond, Club Frito. You're going to see me in the engine companies with the men and women who dare to care as United Firefighters of the World the brave ones from 9-11. Don't forget them. Never again, right? And yet they're cutting their staffing. And everybody is, whoa. Oh, things are so much better in New York City. They suck in New York City.